welcome to the What the What podcast. It's the podcast where we tell you what's nerdy, what's popping with culture, what's giving us all the nostalgic feels, and what's there to geek out about, past, present, and future. It's all the what's in one place. That's Eric Creech. We have Kyle Whitley, and I'm Ashby Brain. You know, I really like how you pointed at us, even though we're not recording this one on yeah, video. Yeah, well, it's become a habit. It helps me get into character. I even, I even pointed it out, though. Yeah. I was looking at my phone like, bah. Bop, yeah, bop. yeah. Yep. It, it just helps. It helps. I don't know. It helps me. This is a new. Like we're recording this on a Saturday night, at right. nine o'clock yeah. in the evening. I mean, after some really good Mexican some food, really good Mexican food, and some really awesome full. Car, 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 carpool karaoke. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I'm literally just trying to stay awake. So you should have coffee. I know you don't drink coffee. If I had coffee right now, I would never go to sleep. That's okay. Like, you just come to church. <laughs> we'll just tomorrow. record just eighteen thousand episodes tonight. That's true. You can just sleep right here on the couch. No I can sleep. edit together all the videos. Till and... Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, no sleep. No till sleep till. I think that would work out. <laughs> I probably need to scoot up. Like y'all are both kind of leaned in towards the microphone, and I'm just like slouched back, hanging out on the couch. Hanging but your voice out. resonates really well. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> We will see. We will see. Well, you thank- will try. Yep. You'll be back. All right. No more Hamilton reference for the night. That was Slip one reference. in every single time. Every single time. Well, thanks for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Whether you prefer to ice your arm after a big game, or maybe you prefer the heat, or perhaps you're a fan of both worlds. Hot, Hot ice. ice. Yes. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, rate and review us. We do five-star reviews only. Please also follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at What The What Media. All one one word. word. And find us on Twitter at WTW underscore media. Please share this with your friends. If you enjoyed today's episode or any of the other uh, What The What episodes that we have available in the archives. Last time on this podcast, well, it doesn't really matter because this is a bonus episode. That's right. You don't need to know what we did last time. No idea. I can't, re- I can't read into the future. I don't know when this episode is dropping. Don't know. So on today's episode, we're going to be taking a deep dive into Rookie of the Year, the baseball movie from our childhood. I believe it came out in 1994. Yay, uh, Here is your spoiler warning for today's episode. We will be going deep into Rookie of the Year. If you haven't seen this movie, make sure you check it out first if you don't want to be spoiled. Now, on my script here, it says, recap the movie as quickly as possible. And it says, someone. It's not going to be me. It's not going to be Ashby. Definitely not going to be me. I can try to do it. I think I can do it. Just give me a couple seconds to think about it. Okay. So, you like baseball, Ashby? No. What about, like, live baseball? No. Like, that's the, going to a game is fun? No? No. They have Dippin' no. Dots at the Bugcats. I'll give you that. I do like Dippin' Dots. Yeah. I've seen, obviously I've seen live baseball. We have a um, semi-pro team here, I guess, called uh, the Mudcats. Minor league. Minor league. Yeah, they're single A. Um, we also have the Durham Bulls. But I've also AAA. seen like the Orioles. I've seen the Braves. Um, but I just don't like baseball. I'm sorry. It's at the bottom of my list as far as sports go. I'm pretty sure like ice curling is above it. I just can't. Really? Any, I mean, I love curling. Don't get me wrong. But any still. sport that... You have to work in a stretch where you get up and stretch because you've been sitting there so long. I don't want nothing to do with that. I also don't understand the rules. I think it's boring to watch. So, I get that. I would argue that most sports have a stretch, though. They call it halftime, though. Yeah, but like... In baseball, they don't really have a halftime, so they just do it... 
the seventh inning. It's yeah, not which is like, weird. Yeah, it's not halfway through the game. But. First of all, it it has seven innings. Like it, well, it has nine really. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying we yeah. we're, we made it to seven. Yeah, I, I just don't. I'm not. It's That's fair. That's anywho. fair. Anywho. I'm, I'm not, just I'm happy to overt, be here. <laughs> I'm not an overt describer or defender of baseball. I do like baseball. I don't love baseball, but yeah, I think well, going I to the games it's the all. Same way about football, so. Oh yeah, yeah, I could do baseball better than I can do football. Football, I think it'd be more out. Baseball, I'm good to go and like hang out because the food, and I feel like it's the right. friends you go and hang out with. Yes, yeah, true. Football for me is just like okay, they're stopping again, they're starting again, they're stopping again, they're starting again. I mean, I don't care for either of these teams. Yeah, they're just doing their thing. Honestly, out there. I feel Way like it's the starting and the stopping. So like, mm-hmm. I played soccer, mm-hmm. and then I played golf. Yeah. Um, and so most of the sports that I enjoy or have played, like. The clock starts and it doesn't stop until you're done. Like golf, you play through, you play yeah. through a round. And so the idea that like a game, because I also don't like basketball. So like, if there is my God a clock, I know, I know. Who are you, woman? Right. It's like okay, this game. If you added up how long the innings or the quarters are, and you added it all together, it should take maybe an hour. But then. How am I sitting here watching four hours worth of game? I just the start stop thing drives me up a wall. I I don't I don't like it. And I also, to be fair, and this is gonna sound like a typical girl thing to say, but it's like sports. Like I just don't get it. You know, I never learned the rules to any of these games, so it's also hard to enjoy something that you don't understand the rules. Like ask my family members, football and I like. I don't understand. Like, I've never understood it. They make fun of me. I'm like, what do you mean the lines move? What do you mean I have to do math? I played a year of football <laughs> and could not tell you what position I was or why I was there. You were probably an offensive lineman. I think oh I was God, a tight yeah. end, okay, which I thought my butt was on the offensive line. Right. I was like, I think they like my butt. So they put me at tight end. I got to wear gloves, which okay. was kind of cool, like, because that meant I could help catch a ball if they ever threw it, but they didn't. And I think I got one or two sacks one time, where they were finally putting me on the front line, and they were like, just go after the quarterback. It's like, okay, I can well, that's handle on defense, this. So that's not an offense. Okay, yeah, correct. So you would be a defense. defensive end if you're on defense. I wasn't on the end, though. They stuck me so, somewhere else. So uh, probably a D-tackle. I don't know. Maybe I was a nose there. guard. My whole thought was go after you're the quarterback. You're making up positions now. No, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> those are made up words. <laughs> Literally, this, made is, this, up is words. What, this is what I coach. <laughs> so, yeah. so I was just there. This is where the, where the coach part of my name A nose guard from. is something you wear. <laughs> mm. This is one of those things that Chris Rode taught me into going to, like in fifth, like going into sixth grade or seventh grade. And I just went and had horrible anxiety every day towards the end of the day knowing I had to go do this thing. Right. And, you know, my parents were like, you started, so you can't stop. And of so, course. like, I look back on it and I'm 90s like, parenting. Yeah, I look back on it and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm really glad for that one year I played football because I really lost a lot of weight at that age of me maturing or hitting, like, my growth mm-hmm. spurt, you know, and puberty all happening all at the same time. So, yeah. it helped me there. But, well, spoiler alert, I don't like sports movies. Because okay. I don't like sports. So, but here we I are. Didn't hate watching this movie. Well, and that's good. my well, starling. Review. Transitioning from that, <laughs> let's talk about the movie that she doesn't okay. hate by recapping it. <laughs> that's Go ahead, right. Kyle. I'm about to recap with nothing in front of me and me just trying to remember by oh, memory. Man. I'll try to correct you if you were wrong. Okay. All right. Movie starts. Timber Grower Gardner. This kid that growing up you always thought he was the really cool popular kid. Turns out he's not. He wears jeans to play baseball with the rest of them all have sliding pants on. He gets out. He's not wow. as cool as we thought it was. He actually wasn't very talented. He didn't catch the ball. Yeah. Well, he's off trying to show off in front of his classmates slash team players that also are trying to make fun of him. Whoop! Oh, clumsy Henry Rowan Gardner falls down. <laughs> Snap. Breaks his arm. 
Next thing you know, months fly by, and all of a sudden the tendon's healed slightly tightly. And you know what? He now can throw a ball 90, almost 100 miles an hour. You know what? Might as well head to a game. Throw the ball back. Mom, for some reason in the 90s, said, send all the kids at a day by themselves to a baseball game, professional baseball game. It was no adults. No adult supervision. Danger. Yes. Uh, so they come on back. Uh, he joins the Cleveland Indians. No. Old, no. No. God, no. Who was The Chicago Cubs. Oh, the Cubs. That's right. Wait. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What's the Indians movie? Is that uh, That's Major, Major League. League? Sorry, get my movies mixed up. Oh, Wild my thing. goodness. Not Wild Thing, Rowan Gardner. We're back on to the right movie now. He goes on. Uh, his jerk of a mom's boyfriend continues to be his manager and screws up everything. He starts slicking his hair back, and as you know with any 90s movie, as soon as someone slicks their hair back, villain. Evil villain. This person did not no longer love the mother. He was there for the money. He was there for the Rowan Gardner's tight tendon money. And so whenever all he gets the out there, all, bills, y'all. all there, all of a sudden, you know who he meets up with? Tight Marv. Marv, money. the crook from Home Alone. Here he is. He's the manager now, teaching him how to shove down them sunflower seeds and to spit them back out. He's he got some soreness. Pitching coach, but yeah. That as well, but same he showed thing. him all the other no, things. No, not the same thing. Anyway. Tons of things there. <laughs> Managing pitching coach. Spit the seeds, heat the ice, cool down your muscles. Yes. Gets out there on the field. He does great. He takes him to the pennant. John Candy, who really doesn't really enjoy his job at all, for some reason decides to love it because they start doing good. And you he know what? uncredited in the film. They yes. were. And it continues on where maybe they are in the pennant, maybe they're in the division championship, or maybe they're in... The, uh, One of my unanswered questions. Yes, maybe they are win. They're gonna win the big, the biggest thing of them all. But who knows? You know what? Henry going back out there, replacing the old heater, the stinky cheese. He's getting back up to the mound. The rocket. slips, yep. breaks his arm again. I don't think he breaks it. He just unloosens them tight tendons. Yes. He puts some WD-40 okay. on them arm muscles, and he's no good anymore. Turns out his mother was the baseball star all along that he always thought was his runaway father. Weird plot Was twist. not. He was the Didn't mother. Just under the uh, arm. Throw it under the arm. But throw now he has a new arm. dad. So yeah, he's got the a new pitcher. dad. Old yeah. Chuck. Rock Chet. 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 Yeah, the guy that ended up being on all those reality TV shows. That looks really drugged out, but you know who else is name? Gary Busey. Yeah, he's there. Uh, but anyway, back to there. He became back to his hometown, but he's actually a star now on the other baseball team. He was able to catch a, 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 a ball, a fly, out, ball. A fly ball. Yes. Uh, he comes back in. His dad slash new mom's boyfriend, whatever he is, Chet, uh, the, he, the sticky cheese, he, is the now the coach. The rocket. The, the rocket he's mothered. Rocketed right into old Henry Rowan Gardner's life and married his mother. Uh, now he's got everything he needs. He's got a World Series championship ring. He's got the girl. He's got the friends with the homemade the boat. <laughs> that for some reason, as a multi-billion-dollar World Series winning friend, couldn't just buy his friends a boat. Instead, they still made one out of garbage. But I guess that's all in the hopes and the love that you have. And I think I covered everything. I think you did a pretty good job, yeah, there, buddy. Fantastic. So, um, so uh, ten questions, give or take. Mm-hmm. Did you like this film? Yeah. Mm. Mm. I feel like I liked it better when I was a child yeah. than I did this time through watching it again. So like, I'm going to be honest. I got past the opening credits and thought about lying to you that I hadn't watched it. <laughs> 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 you, <laughs> you can't lie to us, Ashby. But then I actually watched it, and again, I didn't hate it. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, so I said yes because in maybe... This might be something you can relate with. Maybe not. I'm starting mm-hmm. to learn more and more things about y'all as we record this. <laughs> so it might even be no, but I said we all played sports in our backyard dreaming of one day being able to make the pros. Mm-hmm. Rookie of the year took that dream a step further. What if you didn't have to wait till you're older? What if you could play for your favorite team right now? 
There was multiple times in my life I contemplated slipping over a baseball, hoping that I could break my arm and go to the major. So, like, I never did anything, like, it's kind of hard to practice baseball in your backyard unless you have someone to, like, throw with or hit mm-hmm. with. My uh, sports was basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and I would go in the backyard, um, and we'd have the goal set up back there, and I would practice this side three-point shot. Mm-hmm. And Steve Wojciechowski was, like, the hated Duke player when I was, like, 10 years old. So in my daydream, I would shoot this shot mm-hmm. and pretend like he was so mad he pushed me down. So the goal was to hit the shot and then go hit a foul shot to win the game. No, just imagine that. your dad looking out the window <laughs> and I'm just falling. You're just like, falling on the yeah, ground. The boy's falling down again. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and then he just rings out, "Get up and cut the grass." <laughs> just imagine that's just what he says every time. So, how does this movie compare to other kids' sports movies of the 90s? Well, here's another good question. How does it compare to Thor the Dark World? It's better than Thor the Dark World. Okay. <laughs> can we start Yes, with... it's better than Thor the Dark World. Can we start World? making that our new... Re- <laughs> is it better than Thor the Dark mm-hmm. World? Look, That's a low bar to clear, but is yes. It? it is. I mean, this movie doesn't have Loki in it, so... That's fair, but... But it's got John Candy, it's got Marv. I mean, it's, it's got, got a, it like, still relatively hot Gary Busey, I guess. Yeah. He really is. Like, I was blown away when I put two and two together and realized he was the drug yeah. out guy you see on the reality show. Yeah. I So, I put that the one sports movie I remember watching and really liking was Angels in the Outfield. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, maybe it was the Angels part. Maybe it was Tony Danza. It's Donald Glover. I, maybe. Mm-hmm. Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Not Donald Glover. Not Donald Glover. I mean, Donald Glover wasn't in that movie, I don't no. think. Like, he wasn't oh, was he the little kid? Little kid? <laughs> that would be, that'd be great. Um, um, but yeah, I just I didn't like this as much as Angels in the Outfield. Uh, for me, it's up there. Just you know, Again, the, the whole premise. Um, Sandlot's a high mark for both me and Kyle, I know. Uh, Mighty Ducks, Air Bud, Angels in the Outfield, Space Jam. I'd rank it above Air Bud. Space Jam. It's not going to rank above Mighty Ducks for me. It's, no, it's not going. It's not going to outrank Sandlot either. I was trying to think of how other ones rated, but no. I, th- I think Airbud outranks it just because the novelty of a dog playing. Well, don't get me wrong. I have a golden retriever, and I love that. Like yeah. he'll bounce a balloon and everything with you too. But I don't know. Like I feel like I have more memories with this movie from right. my childhood. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, favorite scenes. So the getting the cast off scene was pretty funny because yes. as someone who's older now, I'm like. Who in their right mind would take not only their kid but their kid's the friends, friends to a doctor's appointment? Not once in my life was my mom like, hey, you want to bring your friends to your doctor's appointment? <laughs> like, do these friends not have parents, too? They don't. Like, they really don't. Like, I never see them, ever. I think part yeah. of that was, like, she was going to surprise him with, like, cups tickets afterwards, like, as That's a true. reward. Right. So, that they was They need kinda, to be there. Yeah, right. Because she didn't want to babysit at the cups game. She's like, you just go. Right. So, oh, the friends. 90s. Latchkey kids, man. <laughs> yeah, my favorite was or one of them is the hotel scene where Marv gets himself stuck between the two doors yes. in the two rooms. Hilarious! Such a master of physical comedy. I he really love, is. I love everything that he does in this movie. Like every time he's around, it's just the funny stuff's going to happen. Uh, and I remember, like especially growing up, if we would go like on a, a spring break trip with my aunt and her children, sometimes we would get a room like that where we would be in one and they would be in the other. And I remember always thinking about that. Like, could you really get locked in between these two doors? Right. How about you, sir? Um, I think my favorite scene is when Henry is going up to bat 
Because mm. Henry is a pitcher, mm. and they typically aren't known for their batting prowesses anyway. Right. But he's a kid forcing, being forced to go up to bat. Mm-hmm. He has no strike zone, so they walk him. Right. Um, he's scared to death. His mom's scared to death. Right. Uh, the manager scared to death. Chet, the rocket, he's right. scared to death. I mean, it, they, they keep cutting back and forth. Oh, right. oh, my God. 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 He ends up getting on base. And he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why the mom's <laughs> watching it from work, and she's like, yes. hits, like hits her head. And, like, yes. Just so, like, so mad, like, starts cussing up a storm. And, um, he ends I up getting on base, mom. and then the guy um, guy next to him, or after him, gets hit by a pitch. Uh, the pitcher's like, that one was for you, kid. And he, he's talking trash, like, mm-hmm. pitcher's got a big butt, and, like, all the you know, like, right. things that mm-hmm. kids do, you know, like we used to do when we played. Mm-hmm. And then the next guy gets a hit, mm-hmm. and Henry's getting almost lapped right. running the bases. <laughs> They're like, go get, go get. Uh, it, it, that that scene was really, really funny. To they me, all so. slide into home together. Yes, uh, That's good. All right. Uh, favorite quotes. <laughs> so my favorite quote was the the friend mm-hmm. when they're sitting at the lunch table and he goes, "Just look at her sipping that milk. Milk's done that body good." <laughs> <laughs> and it reminds me, especially boys, but I think girls suffer from this too. When you're in that awkward pre-puberty stage. And you hear things from like pop culture and your environment mm-hmm. that you don't quite understand. So like mm-hmm. he knows that he should be saying these things about girls, but like given the opportunity, he's not quite still mm-hmm. what he like knows w- what to do with a girl. No, and right. so like he doesn't really know why he's talking about it's her like body. It's like an innocent saying. Yes, right? yeah. yeah. But it's so funny listening to this little kid like <laughs> say that. But, uh, my, my favorite quote is the announcer played by John Candy. This is after Henry throws the ball from the bleachers all the way to home plate. And this is, like, it's perfect for, like, fans who just are used to their team losing all the time. Mm -hmm. And you can tell this announcer is just used to the Cubs being terrible every year. And he's like, I just figured out why the Cubs lose every year. They got more talent in the stands than they do on the field. (laughs) I think the big quote from this whole movie is funky butt loving. Yes. Funky butt loving. Like, if you're going to get a tattoo across your chest, that's That's the one. That's one to consider. That's the one to get. I can't remember who says it because I didn't write down who says it, but I have it on my piece of paper. It says, let's go back to our dull lives and search for meaning. <laughs> I, I it sounds like one, says one it of the kids end. actually getting the fight over him not showing up to do the boat thing because he was doing a commercial. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah. um, I like where Daniel Stern, it says, the key to being a big league pitcher is the three R's, readiness, recuperation, and conditioning. You see... <laughs> You see, after the game, a lot of guys like to ice up their arms. Still, other fellas think the heat is the way to go. But I've discovered the secret, Henry. Hot ice. That's right. Hot ice. I heat up the ice cubes. It's the best of both worlds. <laughs> Shaq will appreciate that years to come. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, what, what worked the best in this movie? I think the campiness worked well. Yeah. Like, the overall tone made the slightly, like, bombastic dialogue That's actually... Okay. And the mannerisms work, you know? So, I said this movie's very 90s. It is. Like, The Sandlot was great, but it was set in the 60s. Mm-hmm. This was a great showing of what the early 90s looked like from the fashion mm-hmm. to the way the kids interacted with each other. I mean, it just, I felt like this movie screamed early 90s to me. It does. I think something I really like is just the relationships you get to see mm-hmm. with all the different people. Especially the one he starts building with Chet, where, like, he hates him pretty much. Chet hates him at the beginning of this movie pretty right. much. But then by the end, he like marries his mother, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I worked, um, when it said Warwick Best, I wrote down, Gary Busey as someone who is both grumpy and unapproachable, but also mentally and understanding. Yes. Like, how did they pull that mm-hmm. off? Yes. 
and it's like that whole attitude shifts at some point like throughout the movie but it's so like such a gradual happening that it's not just where he hates him one day and likes him the next like but all of a sudden in this movie there's just like genuine love he has for Henry like in his protection we're just flying through these categories I love it uh, nitpicks I have I have several I have several <laughs> But they're actually legit. They're not like, I hate baseball. They're legit. No, mine are legit too. Okay. Uh, Uh, So my first one is, so the coach calls the kids morons? That This definitely was not made before 2010. Definitely not. But I could totally see that for some people I played baseball for. Oh, 100%. Like, it's it's true to the error. But I can just imagine, like, Eric walking out into the gym and be like, okay, morons. Like, he would be fired. Definitely be fired. (laughs) Did you ever... Like, do you ever have things that stood out so much from your childhood that, like, scarred you that you go, like, you think about that now and still kind of get a little iffy about? Uh-huh. I have that uh-huh. where Brooke Sullivan, I was playing, his dad was coaching us at the time. And I remember Brooks, and I think it was Jeffrey Davis and probably Jordan Pate and some of the other ones were all like, watch this at the end of the game. It's really cool. Like, you spit in your hand before you go up and, like, like slap hands with everybody. Everybody... Everybody talked about how cool that was. And so, like, I, I wasn't even included in the conversation. I just overheard it, and I was like, cool. And then we won. And so here I am coming from the outfield, like, okay, this is going to be really funny. Like, evidently spit in your hands. Well, evidently when I did it, Brooks's dad saw me do it. And before I even got to the dugout, he pulled me aside and said, no, you're not going over there. And I, he's like, I saw what you did. He said, no, you're not. You're not shaking hands with them. And then, it like, I remember to that point, leaving, going out to my parents, like, crying, being upset, knowing that his kid did it out there on the field. And, uh, yes, of course, it's a grown adult now. Like, I know that's right, wrong. Right, I right. shouldn't have done that. But I remember to the point that, like, I don't even remember if I took my glove home that day. I remember laying it out there. And I was, like, having a panic attack, not knowing I had anxiety problems at the time. But right. now, but realizing I was having a panic attack because I was afraid that his dad was going to come talk to my parents about how I spit in my hand. Right. And so, like, I'm pan- I remember even, like, wiping my hands on the grass and on my pants. I'm like, everything's fine. See? And he's like, no, you're not doing that. To the point that, like, it still, like, randomly will come up in my mind. You have, like, a quick panic attack. Like, mm. I'm sorry. Like, this is stupid. I should have never done that. But, yeah. So, I've got one. A very, a very right. similar story, though. Mm. So, like, my dad was the coach. Mm. And I knew it was wrong to spit in your hand mm-hmm. to shake hands. But I was up at the plate, and I got called out on a questionable third strike. I didn't swing. It was mm-hmm. very questionable. And I was mad mm-hmm. at 10 years old. I was mad mm-hmm. out there at the baseball field. So the next half inning comes around, and we end up winning the game. But I was still seething. Mm-hmm. So I spit my hand, and I was going to go shake mm-hmm. hands. And my dad saw me, pulled me out. Woo. Yeah. And he's like, I can't punish you here, but you, you don't have, you're not going back to the team huddle. I want you running laps around the outside oh. of the field right. until we're done. And I guarantee you, he made his, at the end of the game speech, ten times longer know, of to make sure I got around that field a couple of times. I'm sure I ran a couple of miles. And then I had to hear about it on the way home. Then I had to hear about it when I got home. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, never did that again. So. No. Uh, more nitpicks. I put, I think the 90s overplayed the evil stepdad motif. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are, like, great stepdads out there, so I just think that's unfortunate. Well, I think, like... Stuff flew. That, like, I don't have my notes from this one. Like, I lost mine at some point. But I remember I made a note about this. Like, it wasn't even technically the stepdad. It was like the boyfriend or whatever. Right. But that happened very fast. Like, they had just yes. started dating. Yeah. He broke his arm. It maybe was like three to five months tops by the right. time all this happens. Right. And then he's the one managing your son. Right. While the mother's still like working, I think, at a florist or whatever. Right. Like, I that just, was all kind of questionable. That all just happened so fast. And I was like, I don't think. 
that mom, you know, I just don't think that would happen. Right. Like, you wouldn't let him do that. Um, so, I have several baseball-related nitpicks. I have okay. one, but I'll, I'll let you go. Okay. I don't want to take it. The final game. That was that was mm-hmm. shocking. Mm-hmm. Right. 5,000 words on this, but I'll try to keep it short. Okay. Within about five minutes, some different characters say the following things. This game is to win the division. They're just one game from the World Series. I'm saving you for the playoffs. Okay? Which is it? Uh-huh. Um, which game is this? Sounds is this, legit to me. Is this, uh-huh. is this a regular season game? As a kid, game? I never noticed. Is this, for, is this a regular season game going right. to the playoffs? Right. Are they in the playoffs? Are right. they in the division finals? Are they finals? in the World Series? Are they series? in the World Series? Well, they're not in the World Series because they're playing the Mets, which is another National League team. Well, they right. won the pennant, right? So yeah, they that, won the division. Well, is that what that means? Well, the pennant is the National League, so that's all, like, their half of the league or okay, whatever. Okay, but that's what technically they were winning in this game, I think. Maybe, but then they, they, they again say all sorts of they say all sorts of things. So that's another thing. I think, think John Candy says that. But. Yeah. Well, he's one of the ones who's like, well, this yeah, game is to win yeah. the division. They're one game from the World Series, but then the manager's like, I'm saving you for the playoffs, Chip. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you're in the playoffs now. I think. Right. <laughs> so okay, sure. But then Gary Busey's character, Chet, the Rocket, mm-hmm. he goes six innings, and in comes Henry. Mm-hmm. Okay. He proceeds to strike out nine batters in two innings. Seriously, I counted. Uh, that and for those of you who are not well versed in baseball, you only get three outs. So if he struck out nine players in two innings, that math doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out for the ninth inning where he slips on the ball, he hurts his shoulder, and he loses his ability. At no point does anyone go, "Well, guess we should go to the bullpen and get another pitcher." Mm-hmm. It's okay though because Henry has a brilliant plan for the first two batters, but he has nothing for the third batter who just happens to be the best player in baseball. It's cool, guys. We'll just wing that one. Mm-hmm. We'll throw it underhand, and he'll you know. He'll swing at it like an idiot. You know, glad it worked out. He reminds me of Braun Strowman. That's and I think Eric Hendricks tonight yeah. watching that the, the 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 best player in the league or whatever. Yeah. So that's my major nitpick is that last game. It's like I don't know when it takes place. Um, Henry somehow defeats space time continuum by striking out nine mm-hmm. batters in two innings. Um, and the coaches or the manager is really incompetent if he doesn't replace his pitcher. I feel like maybe I wrote this movie. <laughs> I had a nitpick that goes Someone along with that. Someone who has no idea about baseball is writing this movie. Well, like, especially growing up in the 90s, you didn't pay much attention to Like, I didn't notice that. I knew that, like, I feel like in the end he says that they win the pennant and they're going on to the World Series. Right. Something that got me in this movie, though, is before Henry came along, Chet was their best pitcher they had on the end of the team. Mm-hmm. Chet literally goes six innings, and you hear his like muscles rip mm-hmm. when he's done. Right. He comes to the dugout, says, "I'm done." Like that was it. That was the last one I had ever. So Chet's done. Yep. Going to the World Series, Chet's not there. He's already ripped out mm-hmm. his arm. Henry now has gone up. Doesn't have any options. Okay, I'm not. Trying it, to no, it's, it's one of my unanswered questions. Yeah. How did they win the and World then, Series? And, exactly. then, in my mind, they're going to the World Series, and like in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, okay, they probably got their loss, whatever. The final scene is literally a slow mo picture of him, of him showing off the World Series his ring. World Series like, ring. How did they win the World Series yeah. no with their two best pitchers out? It doesn't make any sense. Also, uh, why is I guess that's just his fashion now. Like yeah, he's out there playing baseball wearing the World ring. Series ring. Look, like, when I played any kind of recreation sport or little league sport, it was against the rules to wear jewelry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had to take off chains and mm-hmm. necklaces and earrings and, and all that rings. other stuff. I mean, because if you jammed a knuckle, I mean, mm-hmm. you could lose a finger if, mm-hmm. you yep. know, like it swole and then cut off circulation. We could ask you like knowing things. Knowing things. We were just rings. like, no fashion on the field. And mm-hmm. Ashby's like, no, actually, you could lose fingers. Well, I mean, that's because, it, like, when I weightlift, I take off all my jewelry, too, because mm-hmm. you could mm-hmm. lose a finger. Right. So, <laughs> m- moving into games. that, unanswered questions. And I'm, I'll start. What season did this movie take place during? Did it place take place during the 1994 season? 
which ended on July 1st in a work stoppage, and they did not have a World Series that year. So, mm. with the Cubs... No. Don't worry about it. Yeah. They have, <laughs> I'm guessing 93, because they were filmed the year before. So, yeah. it's 93. Well, I had a question that was... Um, the trade deal made no sense. No, it didn't. They were going to. The Yankees want to buy Henry for a million dollars. Yeah. So the the boyfriend dad figure is going to allow this trade, where Henry's going to get a million dollars. The stepdad or whatever is going to get ten percent of that because he's the manager. Mm-hmm. But the Cubs get nothing for nothing. this deal. They don't yep. trade a player. They, they just don't get do anything. Well, that, I didn't even make it sound they get money. Like they well, just, make it sound like Henry gets money. Well, I get it. Technically, they should get the million. Henry would yeah. get a portion or right. whatever yeah. to go play for the Yankees now. But like, yeah, when, they're when, like when, doing yeah. some. That make a lot of sense. It's some me. weird, very like doesn't make sense at all. Deal. Well, like, plus, I mean, again, I don't know when this takes place, but the trade deadline's usually August first, mm-hmm. and I feel like Henry didn't join the team until like they were back in right, school. Right, right, right. So, August first, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, um, where do we they get their? That. Where do we they get? Mm-hmm. Where do they get their boat? Yeah, so where did they get their boat? And then my question was, and I just mentioned this, there were no life vests in that boat. Like, where were their parents? Do you remember when our parents used to lose track of us for, like, hours at a time with not a care in the world? Like, those were the days. Yeah. These these kids are very unchaperoned, is all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Especially in Chicago. Yeah. (laughs) But that's how I feel when I watch Stranger Things. It's just a different time. Like, the 80s and the 90s. Well, I think about even something as simple as, like, when growing up, our school before it burnt down was right downtown, mm-hmm. just a couple blocks from my house. And I remember being young and kids as young as like kindergarten, first grade, walking to school. Yeah. Versus that would never happen now. Like I've right. we've even I had don't know. We've got kids who walk to school. Do they? In micro. I guess if you live back right close, but like yeah. I just I'd even be just I would be terrified to for let my, my child. I don't have do kids that. yet, but like now we, like, we do have a rule that like a parent or someone has to meet them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. right, which is yeah. so unfortunate. Yeah. Um, how did adding um, one relief pitcher to the Cubs make them good again? Like, the Cubs are awful, and I feel like the Cubs, like, in baseball in general, in order to win games, you've got to be able to score runs. And the Cubs weren't doing that. So how does adding a pitcher who's only there to pitch, like, the last one or two innings to end the game, how, does, how did that make them good again? I feel like it just is team motivation. Like, all of a sudden, you see that there's somebody that good, so you want to work even harder to right. get good. Same way that Mighty Ducks are, like, a horrible team until Gordon Bombay comes along, and it's like, let's show you how to really work and, like, show you that I care about you and you're valued. Right. And then all of a sudden, they do better. Um, any other uh, unanswered questions? Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Random section. Anything you want to add? Favorite theory? Rabbit hole you went down? I already asked a question earlier. Do you have any examples of you as a kid imagining yourself playing against the pros or acting it out in your backyard? Y'all have any examples of that? I did that all the time. I, I don't remember it so much with baseball because the same way, like like you say, you couldn't really do it by yourself. If my sister was on, we would, she would throw with me. But like it wasn't you really imagine things. I more so remember playing basketball and imagine mm-hmm. that I was playing against people and everything else. But I also remember pretending like I was so much in the Mighty Ducks. I remember playing like hockey and imagining that all of my, like I was on the team with the Mighty Ducks. Right. Like talking to them in my driveway and like, Passing it, you know, and everything else and doing, like, moves and stuff. We used to have one of those pitch-back things for yeah. baseballs mm-hmm. that, like, if you threw it at the top of the net, it would bounce back on the ground. Or if you threw it at the bottom, it would, like, bounce back up in the air. But if you turn that thing sideways, it had this, like, perfect opening that if you want to pretend to play hockey, you could shoot things, like, in that gap or whatever. Right. So, I pretended to do that. And so, I remember pretending to be on the Mighty Ducks. Um, but I didn't have a lot of sports fantasies. Well, I, um... Okay. 
the ACC basketball you, cheerleading fantasy where you were um, wearing your, your green skirt. So. Yeah. I used to put socks on and ice skate on the yeah. linoleum in the kitchen oh, nice. during the Olympics. Like, nice. you know, Christy Yama, uh, Yamaguchi. 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 Yeah. Um, the ACC basketball, they uh, when they would air on Raycom and Jefferson Pilot Sports mm-hmm. back in the day, they had this awesome intro. You know, this great 90s theme music. Dun, mm-hmm. dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. And they, they would have highlights of like these players running up and doing this awesome layup or this mm-hmm. awesome dunk or whatever. I mean, just I would mimic that. Yeah. Like in my head, I'd even sing it. Like I'd be going mm-hmm. up for, you know, and I'd try to time my layup to go with mm-hmm. the music in my mm-hmm. head. And what was always great, especially with basketball, was you would like count it down out loud, mm-hmm. like three, two, two one. one. Oh my goodness, he gets it a brief again because you missed the shot. And <laughs> yeah. Then you oh my goodness, he got fouled. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I would do that too. Good times. Um, I also have a complete list of names that the manager calls here. That was Hen- awesome. Henry Rowengartner. Rosenbagger. We have Rulenferter, uh-huh. Ravenboozer, Rosenbagger, Gardenhoser, Runamucker, Rulengruder. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. I remember that's the that's the one line I remember out of anything in this movie is Rosenbagger. <laughs> Just like yelling him to come up. And he finally gets his name right at the very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh wow, he's, he's serious now. Mm-hmm. I really loved how the team adopted him. I did, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, because I feel like sometimes, it, like, it, maybe for dramatic reasons, I could see where, like, a team, when someone from the outside sort of, like, worms their way in, mm-hmm. it, they could be very, like, mean to him. But I think it's this is more likely where, like, if you're an adult who, oops, sorry, who can act like an adult, then you realize that he's just a child. Yeah. And so I think they do a really good job of bringing him into the fold and not, like, being mean or unnecessarily, like, cruel to him. Um, they really all just sort of, like, adopt him, which is really cute, I think. It helps that he was helping them win games. I mean, also yeah. that, right. <laughs> but, yeah, right. definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your what-the-what what moment where you geeked out the most? So... I'm going to be interested to see if if either one of you caught this. Okay. Since it's a sports movie, okay. maybe as a girl, I'm the only one who realized what was happening. Mm-hmm. So, he goes to show up for his first, like, game slash practice. Yeah. And he goes back around to where you're supposed to go in the back mm-hmm. way, and he knocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great scene. someone, like, opens the, it opens the yeah. little hole and, like, looks down at him and is like, what are you doing here? You know? And he's like, like I'm here to very play. Very Wizard of Oz-esque. It's just yes. like when Dorothy shows up at the Emerald City. Yes. And the munchkin opens the thing and mm-hmm. is like, what are you, what do you want? You know? He even yeah. says it when he opens the door. He's like, oh, that's a horse of a different color. That's yeah. a horse of a different color. I was like, is this, this is a Wizard of Oz? Yes. Nice reference there. Yeah, I was nice like, Because ah! <laughs> I realized what it, what it was. So that was my favorite what the what moment. Uh, mine was the first throw from the stands, where mm-hmm. a home run hit by the other team in the stands. It's traditional throw it back. One kid's like, "This is gonna be on national TV. I'm not throwing it." Gets to his friends like, "Oh yeah, so I can embarrass myself." Henry, you throw it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it just goes all the way. Everyone now's like, <laughs> and then the fans are like, "You're trying to show up our favorite team," and they chase him like, right. like that moment right there was like just the moment of the throw and the, all the aftermath, and it was just that was my what the what. Nice. I think I don't remember having one where I was just very astonished or anything. I think I just really enjoyed all of a sudden just when he's out there for the first time on the field and he has success. Like he didn't at first. He like like did not do good. But just I think that's where it really stuck into my head as a kid to envision I could do this. <laughs> like you know, you, it opens up that that vision that you have as a child or that imagination to say 
I could do this. Like, you know, if, if I just fell over the right baseball, I can't tell you how many times I really did go slide over a baseball. It was one of those fake falls where you kind of mm-hmm. just roll and like, oh, and like mm-hmm. pull a Hank Hill and, yeah. you know, hope you hit the ground just right. But like, you know, I never went all out and fell down, but just in my mind, there were so many times, how cool would it be if I could do this? Who won the movie? Not the boyfriend. I love this blank. I put the Cubs. Because they weren't very good in the 90s. This was like the only incident of them being good. They did end up winning a World Series a couple of years ago for the first time in over 100 years. I'd say the fans. Because even like Gavin, like who in real life is a Cubs fan, that was like, I remember like that was my movie because it was such a big ordeal for them as a family. Like, because you could relate honestly being a kid, but also a Cubs fan. Yeah. But I'm cool with that. I don't know. I just, okay. I, like I said, I guess the team, the whole city. I really, if you're going, who really wins? Either Henry does because now he's at least got hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank. He's also gets I don't know the girl. His, I don't know his uh, stepdad, boy, mother's boyfriend was his manager. Might have made some poor financial choices. I feel like when he got kicked out of the house, he got kicked out of the situation. Yeah, he's, but if he had already, I feel set, like, but I if he had already set up a contract before, that's, those things are hard to get out of. Yeah, so but I, I feel know. like. Because there's another key person we did not mention in this movie, is the owner of, oh, yeah. of the entire team. He was, also he was Mr. Mr. Duncan, Duncan from Home Alone. Duncan's choice to, to yeah, Home Alone too. A lot of Home Alone uh, cameos here. And with so, John Candy. And it happened right at the same time. So Daniel like, Stern, yeah. And Daniel Stern directed this. Yep. So oh, did. I did fill this out. Who won the movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I put Gary Busey on the mom question. I was mark? thinking that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the other person's like Chet kind of wins because he goes from like going out with like feeling miserable with life, right? To all of a sudden he gets some good he's games and gets his name back, and then right. he ends up like, getting a girl who who played baseball, right. and and he's got like technically has a kid now that yeah, actually he's got like his ready made son. But yeah. you can tell, yeah, he genuinely cares yeah. about Henry. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right, let's jump into some fun facts. Um, don't let me go first. I want to go first so you don't steal mine. Okay. Because I was really proud of myself. Okay, okay you go first. I legitimately recognize Barry Bonds. Yes, he's in so the movie. I went and Googled it, and he's one of a, you know a few actual major league players that Henry gets to strike out in the movie. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was nice. like, that's going to be my fun fact. I was like, it's Barry Bonds! <laughs> I have two, and I think there's one that you'll probably end up stealing, but I'm going to go with the one I put in uh, first. Uh, for a baseball movie, you think they would have known the rules of the game better. There is a scene in which Henry uses the hidden ball trick to pick a runner off of first base. But that's illegal. He stands on the rubber on the mound with only the rosin bag in his hand while the first baseman holds the ball. It is a violation for him to stand on the rubber or straddle the rubber without the ball in his hand, and it's called a balk. Technically, the runner should have been awarded second base. There you go. Okay? Mm -hmm. So uh, the umpires really must have money on the Cubs that or they just really hated the Mets, and I don't blame them because the Mets. Suck. Oh, the Mets. Kyle. Um, well, we just said we were just talking about the money, so I'll, I'll throw this out there. It says in 1993, which evidently is the year that we're playing in ball at this point, okay. Rowan Gardner would have been making 109,000 minimum as a rookie baseball player. So the bare minimum of what he would have been making would have been 109,000. So the manager gets 10 percent of that. So still, he's making a good amount of money. Now that's for a whole season, though. So right. if he joins the team mid-season, he's probably getting a prorated amount. Right. You got to get that. But he had endorsements of Pepsi and everybody yeah, else. Like, that's life. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was one of my kind of like <laughs> moments where I knew it was supposed to play like an ugh moment. Yeah. But he's twelve, and the director's like, "You need to be more sexy." Mm-hmm. It's like, and it's like, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. come on. All right, Ashby, number four. 
Um, so, I, I mentioned it already, but this is one of John Candy's last movies before um, he unfortunately passed away unexpectedly. He was uncredited, which I thought was interesting because he was a comedic genius. He had done many movies before this one, and they just sort of had him come in and do like this one-off kind of funny, be the announcer thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was uncredited for it, which I thought was really interesting. Wow. Uh, my last one. Following the film's release, Thomas Ian Nich- Nicholas, who uh, played Henry Rowengarter, threw out the first pitch at multiple Cubs games and was also invited to sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game multiple times during the customary seventh inning stretch, which Ashby hates at Wrigley Field. Yeah. During the 2015 National League Championship Series, where the Cubs faced the Mets, as they did in the movie, he attended Game 4 in a Rowan Gardner number 1 jersey, similar to what he wore during the film. Unfortunately, the Cubs, the Cubs lost 8-3, to three, knocking them out of the postseason that year. <laughs> but they ended up winning it like the next uh-uh. season, two seasons later. So, And Kyle? Um, I'm looking at like IMDb right now, and I would just say, like, I know we only do like two each. But if you there's a lot of really good fun facts like about this movie, just especially like being with a, with a major league team. Hit us with some rapid fire. That's right. Um, with Gary Busey, Busey, like for me, I hate this was very clean shaven during the production, and the mustache he's wearing is fake. I what? Hate that. I hate that. What? Two. I feel like a mustache. fake mustache. I feel lied to. He, he, I feel like that my childhood is a lie now. That's rock, right. And he rocks that mustache. He does. He does. That is. Oh my goodness. It's so nineties. Um. Let's see real quick. Uh, Chet Stedman, uh, 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 Gary Busey's character. Throwing my hat now. <laughs> Gary Busey's character, Chet the Rocket Stedman, is based on Major League Baseball player Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens. His nickname is the Rocket. Uh, it says when Henry first goes to Wrigley Field as a pitcher, he goes to the players' entrance. Whatever, that's a weird pause before I talk about that. Um, it says the scene featuring live shots of the crowd at Wrigley Field chanting "We want Henry" was filmed in, sept- filmed in September 1992 between games during a doubleheader between the Cubs and their division rivals, the St. Louis Cardinals. Cardinals. The film's producers described the scene and instructed the crowd to what to chant over the stadium's PA system. While the majority of fans participated, a large number of Cardinals fans in the crowd went off script chanting. We want Ozzy, referring to the Cardinals all-star shortstop Ozzy Smith. It took multiple takes for the entire crowd to correct to participate in the correct film, and the Ozzy chants are not audible in the film. Um, Interesting. There's a lot of other stuff. It says this is the only film directed by Daniel Stern. Wow. Uh, I thought there was more, and there may uh, yeah. have been since this was updated at some point, but. Uh, I definitely thought that he did uh, more. Well, he was on the. Did he direct a lot of stuff on the Wonder Years? Well, he voiced the he one voiced years. The, okay, voiced This the is the only film, so I don't so know. So he probably did some TV stuff. Maybe. Yeah, I, I feel like he probably... he did another 90s film. Like huh. I said, he may have. This was, who knew? Who knows when this trivia was entered. Like, I thought he did, like, look yeah, who's talking or something, like, yeah. really famous. Uh, it also says, when Henry's mother, Amy Morton, is celebrating Henry scoring a run after being walked, she hits her head on the lamp hanging above her at around 57 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever, in the movie seconds. 45 seconds, yeah. Morton obviously didn't mean to do this. She is visibly hurt after sitting down mutters, oh, shoot, <laughs> uh, which is dubbed out of the audio you have to lip read. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You were talking about John Candy. It made me think there's another sports movie John Candy's in that you might actually like because there's no time limits on it, but Cool Runnings. It's another movie we should do. Did you ever see that one? Yes. Did you make him bobsled too? Yes. I did like that one. Good stuff. It's also on Disney Plus. Yes. Anyway, there's lots of like tons of actual other fun facts on this, so right, check cool. it out. Well, this uh, this has been fun. Um, we don't have any social media shoutouts this week because this is a bonus episode um, that we will drop at a random time mm-hmm. at some point in the mm-hmm. next you know couple months, I'm guessing. Um, and this is a shorter episode too, so it's like 
you know, like our original episodes that when me and Kyle started were around 40 minutes. We used to think that was long. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're regularly doing an hour and a half episode, which is not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a nice little shorter episode for you. So we uh, really appreciate you joining us for today's episode, and we hope that you enjoyed this discussion as much as we did, and that you're as pumped for the rest of this journey into pop culture as we are. Until next time, let's get on the high, stinking cheddar. Stay as cool as the other side of the pillow. And we'll see you next week on the right. What the What podcast. What the What? <laughs> Bye. Thanks, <Hey>, Mom. <laughs> <laughs>